Pokemon is a trademark of Nintendo and does not sponsor, authorize, or endorse Tabletop Unknown or Pokemon Tabletop United. Pokemon Tabletop United is a free use fan distribution by fans for fans of both tabletop RPGs and Pokemon. Tabletop Unknown. Hello and welcome back to Tabletop Unknown, the show where we playtest lesser known tabletop systems. My name is Will, and with me, as always, is my co-host Jesse. Jesse, how are you going? Good, Will. How are you? Oh, look, I'm I'm not too bad. I'll be glad to see the back of this system if I'm. Oh, yeah, that's like, a no great spoilers. start to start season two. No spoilers, giving but, the uh, audience I don't very much confidence. It. That's <laughs> no, great. Like, I'm trying not to to be too negative about it, but um, there is a lot to take in. So yeah, I'm, that's that's pretty much it. How about well, I mean, you? This is why we do it. We're doing this so other people don't have to. Absolutely. And if they really love Pokemon, they can try so i mean good luck to you (laughs) uh yeah so we're in for a bit of a doozy um but we are very lucky in that we have three very very lovely guests with us here today um we have Stu. Stu, do you want to say hello uh hey there um it's me Stu. how you going (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we have connie hello hello and we have amelia hey great so um they have lovingly agreed to come along and play this torture system with us. Um, so I guess, what, we, do you want me to talk about my character now and just explain? Yeah, well, I mean, because you're quickly. playing the game this time as I well. I am playing so. it. Uh, change of scenery. And, yeah. and I cannot wait to mess with him in the ways that he messed with me last season. So come I feel on. like... We after this we have we're going to have some sort of nuclear deterrence agreement because yes yeah, the, <laughs> this, this be... podcast is going into a cold war yeah. team. So. <laughs> um, okay, so I am playing Neve Gerwin. Uh, if that sounds familiar, it's because it is. Uh, Neve Gerwin is a Steve Irwin riff. Um, uh, if you listen to our first episode, you understand that there's no real classes for this system. You sort of make your own. So Neve Gerwin is a Pokemon carer and conservationist. Um, and his main sort of traits, I'm not going to go through them all, he's good at. Uh, he's good at athletics. Uh, he's good at all the spirit skills. Um, he is good for wrestling with Pokemon. He can help other people if they fail a role. Um, and any Pokemon he trains uh, get extra critical hits and effects and stuff like that. Which I think is actually how Steve Irwin operated. I yeah, think. essentially. Yeah. So my idea was... crocodiles got critical hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my idea was, is because I'm literally wrestling with Pokemon, uh, those Pokemon will have been trained through a trial by fire. <laughs> because, of course, we are starting with level one Pokemon. So I am wrestling babies, essentially. <laughs> yeah, come um, here, child. Ah. But yeah, so that's that's Neve Gerwin. And I'm going to be leaning into my Australian accent a bit harder. And next up, I guess we will go with Stu. Stu, do you want to tell us about your character, yes, please? Yes, certainly, uh, Jesse. Um, I am playing Jacques Couleur. He is a a former Pokemon contest expert, and his background that I've just named Savant. Uh, he wears a white tux with an open uh, open collared shirt. He has sunglasses that give him plus one charm, which is delightful. Um, he has a very gaudy watch uh, and black sho- uh, black formal shoes that are unsuitable for Pokemon travel. <laughs> uh, his abilities in combat are, are charm and just all the charisma ones due to his uh, former uh, celebrity lifestyle. And uh, the game. Yeah, great. All right, Connie, would you want to talk us through your character? Yeah, absolutely. So I am playing Jasmine is a forest-dwelling kind of gal, bit of a survivalist and a trapper. 
she um probably focuses mainly on her the smartest cookie in the jar. <laughs> um but that's okay cuz she has great intuition. Um yeah, and a jacked ass body. So, yeah. Right. So does she live in the forest or or is she born in the forest? Was she raised by Pokemon? I'm getting some weird Look. sort of what's what's her deal there? So if Jasmine the Forest Dweller sounds familiar to any of you Delta Request fans out there, oh, this is what I face no. my character around. So she is a bit of a wildling <laughs> child who has, you know, been separated from her family at a young age. So it's kind of forced her into this, you know, survivalist mode where she you know, has learned her skills from the forest and yeah, yes, from other wild Pokemon and stuff. And that's how she's kind of made her life. This awesome. entire season is throwing me back to like the late nineties, early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Does Pokemon not do that for everybody? <laughs> um, and Meals, do you want to talk us through your character, please? Yeah, sure. Can I first start by saying this is my first ever Oh, yes, of course. So Amelia's never even picked up a dice. No. We have to show her how to roll. (laughs) Yeah, on the app. I don't understand it. So (laughs) it's going to be really fun. So my character is sort of like the love child of Cher from um, Clueless meets Paris Hilton. So her name is Brooklyn Quest and she (laughs) is a 18-year-old socialite schoolgirl. Her dad used to own a lot of – he was an architect and owned and built a lot of – what are they called? They're like called the, the gyms. The gyms. Yeah. Oh, the gyms. The gyms yeah. around. Your dad built the gyms. <laughs> off to a flying start. Everybody off to a flying start. Built a lot of the gyms. Um, so she is, she's a bit of a cheerleader. So she likes supporting people around her, particularly women. Um, she's really strong in her mind stuff um, with her charm and guile. Um, and she's also pretty... Um, Pretty, pretty cluey with first aid. So she likes doing a lot of healing with first aid. And she has some pepper spray in her bag. That's for great. For anyone who gets a bit Just, close. Yeah. <laughs> I guess let's mention our Pokemon quickly hmm. as well. So I'll oh. start again. So I, I have a Totodile called Crocky. Uh, and... The Totodile sits in the Kangaskhan's pouch. They're each other's support Pokemon. Which is an exceptionally oh. cute vision, visual to have. Um, yeah, I'm yes. loving that. If you don't know these Pokemon, we'll probably put some pictures up on our page so you can probably see. Probably a smart idea. Yeah, I should have brought some with me today. But hey, That's fine. Uh, so, Stu, what two Pokemon did you choose? Uh, it has uh, Maggie the Magby, because he is creative as I am with nicknaming. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Bolty the Ella Kid. They're both little uh, baby... Uh, Baby Pokemon punchy of, of Pokemon. Fire and electric. Yes. Yeah, great. Yeah, yes. The Torchic, because. And then I have um, Chikorita, which is called Chicky. Great. You know, it's Jasmine and the Chicks. Nice. Very Love good. Love and Meals, what two Pokemon do you have? Great. Um, so I have Jigglypuff, but I don't, it doesn't have a name. So, but maybe just, I'll just. Do you want to give it like a short nickname quickly? Maybe we'll just call it like. Puff Jiggy. Puff Jiggy. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Puff Jiggy, the Jiggly Puff. Puff Jiggy. And then I have, um, I have Sylveon. Sylveon, which yep. is the fairy Eevee evolution. Oh, with the ribbons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's got all the ribbons. It's kind of like a pink fluffy dog. So yeah. you have so, a dog, don't you? Do you want to... Actually, are the no. Pokemon going to die? Because I don't want to... <laughs> oh, uh, no, no. There's going to be no death in this, uh, in this game, hopefully. Um... <laughs> Let's call her Paris. Nice. 
Very well, good. Amazing. What I like about Puff Jiggy is in about five to ten years, you could change it to P Jiggy, and no, almost no one would notice. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could probably even like add a dog Jiggy in there, or <laughs> Jiggy Lion, even back to dog Jiggy. Anyway, enough of this riff. Will, do you want to? Too long thinking about whether Puff Daddy and P Diddy were the same person. This is probably why I didn't do so well in high school. But hey, I teach now, so jokes on them. (laughs) Will, do you have anything else before we get started? No, look, uh, I think that's uh, pretty much it. You guys would have heard the uh, prompt from last week. So welcome to The Vanishing Gym. The region of Iliota is a diverse land full of a rich variety of Pokemon and humans alike. In the north, high in the mountains, a family of Cubchoos huddle together to share warmth in the face of an icy gust that howls through the cave they have made their home. The icy howl travels down, slowing to a gentle breeze as it enters the vast Tucan Desert to the west of the island region. A diglet briefly emerges from her safe hole in the ground to sniff the air, The gentle breeze carries a scent of danger. She knows there's a golem nearby and she doesn't have time for a battle. The breeze blows south across the landscape of Iliota, high above the rainforest where a school of butterfrees scatter to make way for a gargantuan Venusaur and low, casting ripples on the Brento River where Magikarp, horses and war turtles crisscross back and forth through the crystal clear water. The wind blows east across farmland roads and small houses until it blows into a small bustling town and kicks up some dust around the base of a large bronze statue. Udina Town is a low-lying collection of small yet modern houses and quaint boutique shops. At the centre of the town, in the middle of a large roundabout in the main road through Udina Town, stands a memorial to a fallen hero, a large bronze statue of Rico Johnson holding aloft his signature Pokeball, a simply designed ball with stars and lightning drawn on it in Sharpie. His bronzed <laughs> tails unmoving, yet forever billowing behind him. Trinkets, photographs and messages brought from travellers all across the world pile up around the concrete base. Though this is a statue of Rico, it appears as though it has become an unofficial memorial to all of those lost in the Great Vanishing. On the main road at the western end of the town lies the local Pokemon Centre, where Nurse Joy cheerfully greets travellers and locals alike. Next to that, a bustling tavern does incredible business, overflowing with raucous laughter, folk music and the hum of chatter. The last and first tavern is exactly as it sounds, the last stop for adventurers heading out into the vast tundra that makes up most of the west of the island, and the first stop for weary travellers making their way back to the docks at Choga City, the only international airport in Iliota. A variety of Pokemon, both local breeds and exotic international breeds, scurry between the feet of those occupying the outdoor dining tables. Trainers, young and old alike, wear their shining Pokeballs with the methodical and thought-out carelessness that has become the fashion. 
Inside, a Machamp carries eight plates carefully balanced on four limbs as he del carefully delivers orders to tables, his fighting prowess coming in handy as he ducks and weaves through the throng of occupants. A Jigglypuff hums wordlessly into a microphone, accompanied by her trainer plucking away at her banjo. A Mr. Mime performs an impressive routine as drunk patrons laugh and throw spare coins into a hat being passed around by a manky. In the far corner, two cutie flies do battle, ducking and weaving around each other mere inches from the bench top while surrounding patrons throw pokebucks into a growing pile. You find yourselves in the bar area, waiting for Doc Black, although he was remarkably vague with details, as he tends to be. G'day, mates. I suppose you're all here because uh, our old friend Doc brought us along, eh? That be right? Oh, well, indeed, my, indeed, my uh, wild friend. I uh, long to find out what happened to my dear friend Rico. I didn't even understand any of that, mate. I'm going to be honest Oh, with you. it is okay. I understand. You are a person of the wild. So do you know uh, education? Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, surely you all know Rico as well? Well, yes. Rico was somewhat a, a mentor. I, I suppose a father figure to me, in some sense. Oh, that sounds like old Rico. And how about you, old cheerful one over there in the corner? Oh my god, I am totally bugging! <laughs> I don't even really know why I'm here, but yeah, Rico was actually really close to my family, too. Yeah, well, uh, I'm actually his stepdad, so... Oh, yeah. so you are incredibly close to him, eh? Yeah, That's I guess him. so. Uh, I've been a bit busy, you know, but um, wrestling Pokemon and the like. But uh, yeah, and no, I thought, well, if uh, Doc uh, Doc Black says he's got something, then might as well look into it. The wife was getting a bit antsy, so I uh, yeah thought we'd go and find him this time. All right. Can I just, uh, while you're all doing that, can everyone please roll a perception check? So I got a six. Six? Ten. 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 Seven. Ten. Seven. All right. Uh, Jasmine and Brooklyn, you guys sort of notice at roughly the same time a sort of dark and mysterious figure standing in the corner. They're sort of like a hooded and cloaked person. Um, you sort of notice it individually. So whether you share that information or not is up to you. Does anybody else see that hooded man over there? Oh, my God, Jazzy. You're so perceptive. I noticed it too. What do you think he's wearing? Sorry, Looks to what, be, did, uh, what did you call me? Jazzy? I like it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll uh, keep that. Look at this camaraderie already forming. <laughs> uh, in the corner, how did I miss him? Oh, I see him now, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know what, that is actually quite unsettling, isn't it? <laughs> I agree. Hoods I can agree. be very deceptive, you know. People often use them to hide their face, so mm. I understand why you now, didn't now, see him. Now, now, he could just be wearing a hood as a fashion choice. We don't know that he's particularly bad. All right. At that moment, the doors at the far end of the bar burst open and in comes uh, the most eccentric scientist you've ever seen. Doc Bennett Black has arrived. Everybody, you're here. That's a great... <laughs> That's great. Thank you all. Thank you for coming. I wasn't sure that you would. Uh, Jacques, good to see you. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, now, stop talking. Neve. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you. Uh, 
Good to see you all as always. Now, I need you all to just come in a little bit closer. Yes, 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 that's good. I need to tell you something. I was on a dig in the northern mountains and I uncovered something. Something remarkable. Something that pesky Team Sprocket would kill to get their hands on. Unfortunately, someone stole it last night. And then he sort of like glances at Jasmine. Do you know anything about that, my dear? Oh, uh, maybe? Um, I mean, I just, I just thought I saw a rock. Oh, come, come, bring it out, bring it out. Oh, okay, okay, well, everybody, here's my rock. <laughs> All right, so Jasmine uh, places a cloth-covered object in the air of a child's party magician, yanks the cloth off, revealing a strange spherical rock. Crikey. It looks kind of normal. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> You That's a rock. Dancing. Yeah. Now, carbon dating places this at somewhere between ten and twelve thousand years old. At that moment, Doc, Block, Doc Black rolls the object slightly, and you can see that it is in fact a pokeball, not a rock. Flashes of red and white peek out from the places where the rock has chipped away slightly. It's also very old. Doc continues rolling the rock, and you start to see some shapes, what appear to be lightning bolts carved into the pokeball, and a series of numbers. I've deciphered the numbers, their date, time, and coordinates. The day and date are easy enough. Tomorrow morning at 11.53 a.m. The coordinates are the kicker. They are the exact spot the Venya City Gym once stood. Crikey. This, this ball, I feel like I recognize it from that, that statue. It, is it the same one? Very perceptive, my dear. Yes, very perceptive. It is, in <laughs> fact, very similarly designed to Rico's ball. Yeah, nah, Rico, uh, he liked to draw on his balls a lot. I remember, yeah, he put a lightning bolt on it, and then he he would draw some stars. Yeah, I don't know why, I think he just uh, was bored, I guess. He was always an artist, was the Rico. Yeah, yeah, an artist. <laughs> sure. So what does this mean, Doctor? Well, I, I, I think that meaning is clear, but uh, Brooklyn, you look like you want to say something. I don't. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You must just uh, need the restroom. That's okay. I'll go. <laughs> so I think it's clear. Rico has somehow sent us a message. 10,000 years in the making. Go to Venya City. Be there by tomorrow morning. See what this message is telling us. Here, take this device. He sort of throws a small gray box about the size of a matchbox with a single red button on one side onto the table. Uh... Doc, this wouldn't happen to be one of those uh, Pokemon Dexes that I've uh, heard about them? No, it's Pokemon Dex. It's, a, it's an invention of my own making, and it will go off at exactly 11.30, just to remind you that there is a that you have a certain time to be there. It's going to go off at 11.30 a.m. and p.m. every day, forever. <laughs> so it's like... It's like a reminder device. Yes, a reminder device. Excellent. I built this into the system so that you have some sort of indication that you're running behind later. Right. So, uh, just to be clear, because it looks rather suspicious, but it is not a bomb. No, it is not. It's not a bomb. I should have. Good. You never you can think. be careful because sometimes some beeping boxes are generally bad. <laughs> all, it, all it is is yes. Nope. It's not a bomb. I promise. Uh, no, right. Jack's gonna glance at his watch and then over to the box. Truly a technological marvel, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Doc, uh, how much time do we have, mate? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's just after lunchtime now, so you've got less than 24 hours. But, uh, Udina Town ain't close, is it? Oh, you'll have to travel a little bit, yes. Oh, 
So you better get going. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Well, uh, that's okay. Jackie and uh, Foresty Girl and uh, oh, Paris, Brooklyn, one of the cities. Uh, shall we uh, get going if it's that urgent? I don't know. All right, good well, luck. Duck Black sweeps. He entered. Um, so as you go to leave, I'll get you all to roll a acrobatics check, please. What? Okie dokie. Oh, hot damn. 13. 6. 6. 11. 11. So it's a very packed tavern, and as you uh, are walking out, one of the patrons sort of stumbles into you, and, and Neve and Brooklyn, you guys aren't quick enough to get out of the way, so you sort of get bumped by this guy, and he sloshes his beer everywhere. He turns around, and he's like, Hey, you made me knock my beer! Oh, that was like seven pokey bucks. I never was. Uh, well, we're gonna take this outside. Uh okay. Nah. Oh, Let's wait. do it then. You want to oh come my, my friends like that? Oh, you're the one that spilled your beer all over them. Oh. Are you sure you want to take this outside? Well, I can't. I can't not now because I've said that I want to. So we're going out. All right, but um, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna make my Pokemon fight you raw. <laughs> and they're going to bite your leg off. So let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, you leave the tavern. You oh stand God. out the front. And uh, this guy is going to um, sort of like pass a beer, pass his beer to one of his mates. Uh, now, this is going to be league rules. So <laughs> League rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Oh. Nah, I'm going to make him think it's league rules. <laughs> Just a ref sprints out of the bar. Thank goodness I was Come here. back here, I'll bite your legs off. Uh, and he throws a Pokeball and out comes a Pig Knight. A Pig Knight, all right. Uh, first. Please. That, uh, yeah, go it to I my friend. Teach drunkard. All right, mate, I'm sending out my Totodile Crocky and out pops a little Totodile. Now, Crocky, mate, I know you've got some confidence issues, but today we're going to be beating up this fiery pig thing if I've assessed the Pokemon correctly based by name. So, yes, you have. You have <laughs> excellent. So, right, I know he looks big, but he's probably just a push or something. Um, can I just have your speeds there, please? Uh, yeah, Crocky's speed is eight. And Neve's speed? Neve's speed is, I believe, 8 also. Yes. Okay. Where is speed? Um, uh, front page, bottom right corner. And on your Pokemon, it is halfway down the first page on the left. Alright, so Pig Knight goes first. Uh, cast, which is a hit, and your defense is lowered by one combat stage. Sure. Um, and that's it. Now it is Crocky's turn. Crocky is going to use Body Slam. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I told him to jump on him. Um, does this Pokemon have any physical evade? Uh, one. One. Good. Does not matter because that's a ten and I needed a two. Um, so that is 2d10 plus 10 damage, apparently. Yeah, okay. So that's 23 damage Oof. as Crocky uh, very quickly just jumps on top of that pig, flaming pig Pokemon. I've forgotten how to do simple mathematics. Give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that yep does twenty three damage. Excellent. Um, Pig Knight sort of like um, from the body slam. Pig Knight sort of stumbles back and starts sort of flailing about a little bit. Oh mate, you can't do that to my Pig Knight. Oh, I'll show you. And then he um he, he turns around and he vomits. Um. <laughs> On the sidewalk. So that's the... <laughs> Wait, that's Wait, his turn. Pig, that's his turn. Pig that's Knight the, vomits or the guy? The trainer. The trainer vomits. Oh, trainer vomits. God. Yeah. Um, wow. Mike, did Neve want to take an action that turn? Yeah, I'm just going to mock him a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if you take... If you if you battle like you drink, it's going to be a quick fight. <laughs> to do um, flame charge. Uh, do you have any physical d- evade? One. One. And speed evade one. Ah, oh, that's fine because it's eighteen, which uh, it does the damage. It's Oof. D8 plus eight, which is uh, twelve damage to Crocky. Right there we go. All right, I think it's uh, Crocky. We can clearly see he's a fire type, so I think it's time we stop messing around and let's use an Aqua Tail on him, shall we? Spin with his tail, and water just slaps him in the face. <laughs> uh, and I roll. Steam- and- off pig night as this happens. Uh, and that is a water move, and that's 2d10 plus 10. So I'm going to roll that now. Wow. <laughs> so that's a 17, and if you want to do any elemental bonus to that, that's up to you. Cool. So water damaging effect type is usually double. double. So yeah. Cool. So the drunk gets up and just sort of like... Uh, he doesn't have any uh, objects or anything, so he is just going to sort of like, oh, what are you, uh, this guy, he's breaking the rules. He's a he's a cheater. He's a hacker. <laughs> Mate, how drunk are you? Uh, not drunk enough, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's back to Pig Knight again, and Pig Knight uh, is going to um, roll. He's going to do a defense curl, which basically just means he's immune to critical hits and takes a d- 10 reduction to damage. Okay. So that's his turn for this one. Alright. Um, I think I'm going to use my Neve's shift action yep. to change Pokemon. Yep, cool. Um, which will mean my Pokemon loses his turn because yep. he's not unconscious. Um, and I'm going to throw out Skip, <laughs> uh, the Kangash Khan, which is just a giant old kangaroo. Uh... Good work, good work, Crocky. But uh, I think it's time we give Skip a go, eh? And I pull him back and I throw it, Skip. All right. Um, yeah, cool. So the drunk's not going to take a turn this time. He's not going to. So uh, we're back to Pig Knight again, who is going to go Ember. Um, that's right. So that's a 10, which is good. Uh, 1d8 plus 6. So that's 12 damage. To skip. All right, skip. I think you know what to do. Just fucking kick him, <laughs> <laughs> and skip is just gonna hop up and use mega kick um, as a level one Pokemon because there's no rules to say I can't have mega kick. Because <laughs> um, that's again this system for you. Um, oh, that's a fourteen. I needed a six. It's normal. That's 3d12 plus 10. And the target is pushed two meters away. So, one, two, three. Uh, so that's 28 damage, Will. Please tell me this Pokemon's uh, down. Yeah, this Pokemon's down. Okay, oh, so... Good. And faints. 
Um, the, the, the drunk, drunk as well, because it sounded like the drunk also <laughs> fell over and yeah, passed well, out. The drunk uh, sort of stumbles around for a second, then yeah, falls face down right next to Piggy. Yes. So that is the first battle done. Well done, team. Oh, good work. Ball, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's all right. You two will get some time to play later. All right. Um, so first battle's done. You leave the drunk and his Pokemon in your wake. Um, now it's a, it's a brilliantly sunny day. And there is only one road leading from Udina Town to Venya City, or at least out of Venya, um, Udina Town towards Venya City. So you start walking down. This blows in from the coast, carrying with it the smell of salt and seaweed. You walk for a short time and come to a fork in the road, pointing to the left, a sign professionally and clearly no- labelled Venya City. Pointing to the right, handwritten in what can only be described as unfortunate handwriting, Venya City, shotcut. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. It reads, shortcut. Oh, well, perhaps you're here. <laughs> same, same, right? Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you both uh, know the wilds pretty well, perhaps. Oh, you can yeah. Head this adventure into the great unknown. Now, uh. I would gladly act as guide. Brooklyn, uh, love. Um, these uh, shortcuts are generally pretty strenuous and, uh,. Seem to be a pretty clean-cut kind of girl, so it might get a bit dirty, if that's all right with you. Uh, can we take an Uber? Like, how does this work? Do we, do we just have to walk? Uh, yeah. We're going to have to walk, I think. Okay. Uh, Uber hasn't made it here yet, unfortunately. <laughs> cars have actually made it here yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a small uh, archipelago-based land, I believe. Any carriages so. that we can see around? Ah, uh, no, there's no carriages nearby. Well, well. Okay. That is unfortunate. Jacques, you look rich. Surely you've got some sort of vehicle. Uh, no. See, uh, people tend to just small, and that would be greatly unethical. Yeah, no, Pokemon are <laughs> slaves. And I know I just made them fight, but uh, yes, I refuse to ride. <laughs> Wait, where are, you, where are you from? They all ride their kangaroos, don't they? What the fuck is a kangaroo? Oh, they're... they're <laughs> Kangish Karens. Kangish Yeah, now that is a common misconception from the people down in uh, Oz. <laughs> no, we ride for alligators. <laughs> I'm happy to take well. the shortcut if someone's happy to piggyback me. Because I'm already so weak and I'm covered in poke. <laughs> I think that will uh, slow us down more Look, than if you uh, were just to walk yourself. Oh, well, we haven't started. <laughs> all right, uh, Brookie, look, kid. All right. Great. All right. Thanks. And no well, one mentioned that man. this is weird that two grown adults are traveling with two underage women. Uh, yes, we shall wait, not wait. mention it ever. It is for the sake of adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am married to my job of <laughs> contesting. Well, all I'm right. 18, so... I'm oh, that is perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm 40. So. How about we move forward from this conversation topic? <laughs> yeah. Officer Jenny could be nearby at any moment. So, how about we head on to the shortcut? Okay, just let me get the uh, let me let me get my Pokemon out, and I pull out uh, Crocky and Skip, and Crocky just hops in Skip's pouch, and they just jump along with me. It's a refreshing outdoor adventure for them. Now, you two don't stray too far. And they sort of give me a little, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not, t- I'm still, I'm just like watching everyone else converse. I'm yeah. like, 
this is great. Absolutely, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. was exactly the same as the last time. Like episode one for the first season was also equally just finding the footing. I think. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll yeah. get there. I so, would also like to pull out my Pokemon. Yeah. They're used to having their travels in the wild, so they're going to pull out one of them. I think uh, Torchic will probably just sit on my little shoulder. Very cool. Very cool. Excellent. Like a like a fun forest pirate. Squawk me mateys (laughs) Make you walk the canyon Uh, Jacques will go to pull out Magby and then be like Oh it's prevent forest fires And all that (laughs) Uh, And then we'll bring out Walk in front of him He's about like knee high (laughs) (laughs) Small man How how big is Sylveon? Dog size Okay, so I'll take out Sylveon and I'll put it in my purse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a tiny little Sylveon. Very cool. That's great. Very cool. All right, so it's a it's a lovely day. Are we moving on from the signs? Very Brooklyn on my <laughs> back. Actually, yeah, probably. All right, yeah, yeah all right. Do, do that. Uh, 3D6. That's a 13. Yeah, that's fine. You yeah, manage to carry her. Uh, as she's climbing up, you sort of go... <gasps> Oh, no, but um, that's just her knee, like, kneeing you in the kidney. Yeah. How's your back all time, <laughs> Yeah, no, this is nothing. Back when I was uh, jumping on uh, those sand dials, this is nothing. Uh, I mean, she's a cooperative adult, and Pokemon, they are not cooperative when you jump on them, so this is perfectly fine. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment, but thanks. <laughs> it was more just a matter of fact, I think. Uh <laughs> Anyway, let's just keep walking, shall we, and not talk about the previous uh, events until maybe later where it might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you start walking uh, following the shortcut and you are walking for a little while. You round a bend in the road and you see it leads straight into a stone tunnel, which is wide enough across for two cars, although cl- this is clearly a walking route. Sitting in a gargantuan Pokemon... Up against it is a trainer, arms up behind his head and a wide-brimmed hat over his face. As you approach, he tips the front of the hat up to peer at you with one eye before jumping up. Hey, dude! Sorry to bust your chops, but Mastorlax is asleep. He's been here for a while, man, and I just can't get him to move. You wouldn't know anything, would you? You wouldn't be able to help me at all. Uh, uh, vibe the Snorlax? Yeah, sure. Vibe <laughs> Snorlax? It's it's very clearly asleep. Like, like boring sounds like several chainsaws. <sighs> That's easy problem, my friend. Uh, perhaps a loud noise. Look, I've tried the loud noise, dude. I haven't tried the cold water yet because we're like really far from the ocean, and I just have this little flask uh, uh, on me. But you know what? If you've got some cold water, dude, you can try. I have a water bottle. Oh, look at the little dude! She's got a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, uh, Brookie, best uh, give it a shot. Uh, uh, this sort of stuff tends to work when you uh, water his face, maybe. I'll get you to okay. roll for that. <laughs> give me just a sec as I work out what it is I want you to roll. Roll for <laughs> face. Water. Uh, okay. Command, perhaps? Yeah. Roll command check. The second down. It's below charm. Uh-huh. Below it. Mm-hmm. Three. Uh, no, that doesn't work. You, you pour it on his face doesn't even stir just sort of like the, the water runs down into its mouth and it's just like and starts snoring again i've uh, i've heard wet willies can do the trick perhaps <laughs> oh, i could try a wet willy the, i don't know about that uh, their ears are 
remarkably big, but I what? believe you can try. Wet willy, dude. I don't know what you're on about, but you know what? If you can think of anything, you can you can uh, you can try it. The other thing I could think of was some Christo berries, uh, Chesto berries. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, but you know what? I don't have any of those, and I don't know if any of you do. But you know what? Try your wet willy if you want to, dude. Uh... Just before you do that, you said this is your Pokemon, yeah? Yeah, dude! Me and Snorlax been traveling for years! Great, uh, mate, why don't you just put him back in the Pokeball? That's it. That's a great idea, and I should have thought of that. <laughs> um, now I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna roll a a, a capturing check. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh... <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dude! Oh, I am so round. high. All right, hang on. Look at this. Okay, so here we come to the real uh, like ball breaker of this system. I feel is the capturing rate. Now, because he does own him, technically, he probably could just recall him, but I'm going to roll a capturing rate, because he's pretty... It's more interesting. He's, he's pretty content sleep to just coming back, but... Um, Look, I'll get into this in the pizza talk, but there is this whole thing that I'm going to read to you guys as to how to calculate capture rates. So let me just if do I'm it. I'm certain it's like the exact same way the math works in the video game. Which yeah, is it quite is. Yeah, 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 I think it is, yeah how capturing Pokemon works. <laughs> so capture rates depend on several factors. The level of the Pokemon, hit points, the st- any status afflictions, evolutionary stage, and rarity. Uh, and it starts with 100, and you basically subtract everything below that number, rolling a D100 right. to capture it. Okay. So uh, it's going to be... Um, It's pretty low capture rate, but I'll give it a shot. No, it doesn't work. So, no. um, He throws out the Pokeball. It just bounces off the Snorlax chest and hits the ground. Mm. Well, dude, I tried. It's a good thing. And I didn't think of it, but lucky for work. (laughs) As if. I've got my pepper spray. Can we pepper spray the Pokemon? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, uh, maybe whoa, we don't. Whoa, little Brooklyn. dude. Oh, Brooklyn, man. mate, I know your intentions are pure, but that is just, you would not, <laughs> would you pepper spray a sleeping person? If it was in my way, yeah. All right. Uh, well, look, let me just... never, never to be <laughs> asleep near you. Listen, guys, guys, look, okay, I wasn't going to give you some information because I'm Wait, wait. Exposition. I might attempt a Pokemon education check to see if I actually know the answer already. Sure. Um, which you will then tell me. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a 14. Yeah, okay. So you definitely have seen something like this before. And Guy mentioned Chesto Berries. Chesto Berries would wake up this Pokemon. It cures um, sleep afflictions. Oh, okay. Um, you know that Chesto Berries exist in Iliota. Um but you haven't seen them per se. Sure. I was just joking about the pepper spray. <laughs> oh, good, um, dude. Great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so funny. <laughs> Please don't come near me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but my little Paris, Sylveon, has something that it can do which might be able to wake this. Is it Snorlax? It's a Snorlax, bro. Good remembering. Thanks. Uh, so why don't we, how, how do we do this? I've got a uh, heal bell, so and it can cure all sleeping afflictions. Just right, make your Pokemon do it. Yeah, so, Paris, can you do that, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it just a? Um... So look, it says in... NA. Yep. No, 
Cool, so you can just do it. All right. Um, So the Snorlax, uh, yeah, the Snorlax wakes up, sort of like grumpily going, Snorlax. (laughs) Snorlax, you're awake, dude. I was so worried. We've been sleeping here for like two days, man. Do you know the number of people I've had to turn away from the shortcut? Um, Yeah, man. And and this time it works. The Snorlax disappears into the Pokeball and... um, the the uh, I think I named him as Dude Bro. Um, <laughs> Dude Bro goes, oh guys, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna be on my way. I'm heading out to Adina Town and then out into the wild. So I'll see you guys later. And he wanders back up the uh, back up the road. See you, mate. All right. So now the tunnel is uh, is clear. Yeah. Let's. Uh... Is it dark? It is dark. Yes, oh, it's going to be. There's going to be Zubats in here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you shit. Nah, no, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we. I guess we march on forward. Uh, Brooklyn, you right to walk this one, or do you? Piggyback. <laughs> Athletics <laughs> check, I guess. <laughs> These rich kids, I tell you. What's oh, an eighteen? Triple sixes. Oh, there you go. So yeah, you can definitely yeah, figure out with no trouble this time. So easy. All right. Um. So, <clears throat> uh, it's dark in the tunnel, but it runs completely straight through the mountain. So while it is a dark tunnel, you can see a pinprick of light in the far end where it opens again into the daylight. So it's just running straight through the mountain, but it is a good distance away. So you start walking through the tunnel. Okay. Great. Can I do this in a very stealthy way so that? Not making noises. Yeah, there might be bad shit in here. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get you to roll a uh, stealth check. What is your level on that? Just out of curiosity. Um, three d six. Yeah, cool. Yep. Oh god, and I rolled like the fullest. And yes. I can tell you exactly why you did because as she starts to get sneaky and stuff, <laughs> as she's like sneaking around, I'm like, oh. Sorry, lover. <laughs> have, you, have you actually spent any time in the wild? Yeah, but uh, most problems I just solve by jumping on them, so... Wow, great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'll get everyone to roll, please, a... I'll get everyone to roll an athletics check, please. Oh, sorry, acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Now... Because Brooklyn is on me, how does that affect my <laughs> yeah, acrobatics check? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Um, I'll get you to roll it. It's just going to be much more difficult for you. Great, because it's only two dice for me. So. <laughs> okay. uh, that's a nine. Uh, no, that's... that's yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Seven. Seven. All right, so um, you trip straight away. Crush! You trip on a rock and you face plant. Um, and Brooklyn, you are on his back, so you have a nice little soft landing. Um, yeah. Oh. As if. Well, sorry, Brookie, that I just can't see in the dark and I tripped over something. Did you not have a flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> I was clearly pointing forward as to see where we were going, not at my feet. That's the big sense. My apologies. Listen, Jacques, you got to stop with the attitude, mate. We're all in this together. I, I, of course, I am concerned for you and your. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's your accent. I just can't tell. <laughs> Everything that comes out of your mouth sounds like it's insulting me, so I just can't tell. Oh, I understand. I suppose uh, <laughs> the man, please. Yeah, Brooklyn, if you could please get off me, so I could just stand up. That'd be great. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while all this kerfuffle is is happening, um, a duo 
who are carefully instructed to avoid copyright infringement, um, <laughs> confronts you. They step out of these little like uh, sides that are divots in the tunnel and confront you. They wear pastel blue jumpsuits with red sequined spanners emblazoned on the chest. They look gloriously camp and act double so. <clears throat> Prepare for trouble. <laughs> And make it devil <laughs> to protect the world from mad professors, to educate and better our lessons, to denounce the feelings of comfort and wealth, to spread fear to all and misinform. <laughs> <laughs> that rhymed when you wrote it, didn't it? It did, yeah. <laughs> Bessie. Emmanuel, Team Sprocket taking off like a shooting star. Surrender now to fight would be bizarre. At the culmination of their performance, they pose as if expecting something. They hold the pose, but you can see their eyes trying to look around without moving. Psst. Bessie, where is Matang? That's his cue. Psst. I don't know. I thought you had him. Psst. Not me. Now, what do we do now? Psst. Just keep posing. And then off, um, sort of in the distance, you see like a lumbering shape floating slowly towards them. And it sort of stops to take in the scene in front of it. Without any emotional reaction, it hunches its shoulders as if sighing and makes its way to sit between the two, making no effort to pose or look enthused. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nah. Yeah, Jacques's going to like politely like golf that at it. It was very good at the start, but you uh, kind of screwed up the landing there. So what know. did he say? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but you seem oddly familiar. No, I'm sure you've never seen anything like this before. Nothing at all. Oh, you must be right. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> now we know that you've been sent on a mission from Doc Bennett Black. We tried to get an artifact from his uh, lab, but you, but it was gone. Give us the artifact. Nah. No. I don't have any artifact. No, no, artifacts here, I'm afraid. Then! Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm we got straight nothing. out of facts. <laughs> oh, because you're there. stupid, yeah. <laughs> nice. Very good tour, though. Wow. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay, uh, this is going to be the death of our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, then prepare for battle! Tabletop Unknown is Stuart Anderson as Jacques Coulair, Constance Kodam as Jasmine Kilimanjaro, Amelia Hunter as Brooklyn Quest, Jesse Thomas as Neve Gerwin, and myself, Will Sayers, as your GM. Tabletop Unknown theme is by myself, as well as the Vanishing Jim theme, the Iliota theme, Jigglypuff banjo riff, battle music, and Team Sprocket intro. Additional sound effects and music is from zapsplat.com. If you want to write or contact us, you can at tabletopunknowncast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook for any additional info or references. We'll see you next week on Tabletop Unknown. Now I've lost the voices. <laughs> One was Sneaky Car. It was certain. <laughs> yes, oh, that's yeah, right. Well. I got it back. Tabletop Unknown.